This podcast is a production of Restoring the Core, an initiative designed to assist those looking to explore classic Christianity with Connected Age resources online at restoringthecore.com. This is Finding Hidden Treasure, episode 101. This episode is centered on some thoughts about biblical illiteracy and one path to a solution. In the last few years, I've been reading more and more about the crisis of biblical illiteracy. Strangely enough, this is a problem in the church itself in the United States. There are different polling organizations such as Barna, Lifeway, Ligonier's State of Theology Surveys, all of which point to the reality of this crisis. George Barna assessed this by stating, the Christian body in America is immersed in a crisis of biblical illiteracy. This really crystallized for me earlier this year. There's a book I was reading on the history of a commercial district in Old Pole Town in Detroit called Shane Street. Author Helen Kraft observed the following about the state of learning of Polish culture in 19th century Poland just before large numbers of immigrants came to the United States. She wrote, Occupied Poland had been forced into illiteracy too long, stifled from religion too long, restricted to the breaking point. What education and religious instruction could be fostered had to be done in secrecy. I read this and thought of the biblical illiteracy problem in the American church. 19th century Poland's cultural and language literacy problem was forced on them by occupying governments. Today's American church is doing this to itself voluntarily. There are lots of factors as to how we got to this point. There is no one reason in particular that can be pointed to. There are a number of factors which are playing out simultaneously, and it would take way too long to discuss these reasons in a podcast of the length we do. The Bible itself speaks about such a state of affairs and addresses it as a famine. In Amos chapter 8, verse 11, we read, Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord God, when I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. This famine is not a blessing. Rather, it's a judgment of God, and so many American Christians view this judgment on their lives as normal and acceptable. Recently, I've decided to pray and research how the Restoring the Core Initiative and the Finding Hidden Treasure podcast can be used to help address this crisis. A few weeks ago, I spent an hour at a park to pray, reflect, and take notes about factors that I've observed concerning this crisis so that I can better understand how Christians in the United States who have access to the Bible as no other culture has had in history do not make reading, listening, and studying the Bible a priority in their lives. As I was praying and jotting down notes, I noticed what I think was a living parable about one reason this crisis has come upon us. The park I was at had a lot of activity that night going on just across the street. There were several youth softball games in progress. I was in a quieter area on the edge of a large forested section of the park. While I was there, a young woman walked over to the softball diamond that was not being used. She climbed up into the empty stands, pulled out a large paper book, and spent the time reading. I was walking loops in the park and noticed that she was still there reading about 15 minutes later. Seeing this caused me to think of another possible factor in the American version of the crisis of biblical illiteracy. I don't know what the young woman was reading. However, for whatever she was reading, she apparently thought it important enough to take the time to go to the quiet, peaceful surroundings of the park to read. I can only assume that she wanted to take the time to do this because reading was important to her and something in which she found great delight. 
I suspect that in current American Christian culture of measuring our Christianity by our busyness, the thought of taking time out of our busy days to actually read and reflect on Scripture may seem strange to us. Perhaps we will tell ourselves that we don't have the time or that we'll get to it later. Perhaps we think it easier to read books by other people who wrote about the Bible. Yet, great saints of the Lord, such as the 19th century preacher, teacher, and founder of orphanages, George Mueller, wrote about his own experiences after conversion. For the first four years of his life in Christ, he spent his time reading the works of other people who wrote about the scriptures. However, four years into his life in Christ, he understood that he could no longer give priority to reading books about the Bible, but had to give priority to the reading of the Bible itself. He described how his walk in Christ became stronger and more focused once he did that. For the young woman reading in the park that night, her very actions showed that this was a priority for her. She must have carved this time out of her schedule to do this. That brings me to a last observation, perhaps one that can be an encouragement to my fellow believing Christians who haven't yet made immersing themselves in the Bible to be a priority. The young woman I saw that evening must have found reading in the park to be a delight. No one else was there forcing her to do this. How many of my fellow believers could be guilted into reading the Bible, but think deep down that by doing so, they are committing themselves to drudgery and a wearisome task. However, there are numerous references in Scripture which show that God is a delight to his people. In Psalm 27, verse 4, we read that one of the things which the psalmist looks to do is to behold the beauty of the Lord. The word for beauty can be more literally rendered as delightfulness. There are repeated references, particularly in the Psalms, which speak of God's delightfulness and the delightfulness of his word. By carving out the time in your schedule for reading or listening to the Bible, you allow yourself to be open to and to participate in that delight. In the months to come, the Restoring the Core Initiative and the Finding Hidden Treasure podcasts will have more emphasis on providing or pointing to solutions to the strange self-imposed famine of the Word of God in the church. I think there are two factors which go in tandem which could go far in solving the problem of biblical illiteracy. Take the time. Make the time to read the Bible. Yes, I know you're busy. Don't let that be an excuse. Know also that when you read and reflect on Scripture, you are opening yourself to the delightfulness, not drudgery, of God's Word. Consider this. Could the God who shaped the universe, the earth, and our lives, who created the ability for us to delight in so many aspects of what He has created, cause His very own written Word to somehow be a drudgery to us? Of course not. If this applies to you, it is time to flee the famine you've been given the word of God in which to feast. Delight yourself in it. Thank you for listening to this program. We can be contacted at mail at restoringthecore.com. We're on Facebook at facebook.com slash restoringthecore. You can also follow us on Twitter at RestoreTheCore. My original blog is still active. It is found at schoolofthesolitaryplace.blogspot.com. Thank you for listening. Please join us next time for Finding Hidden Treasure.